0: Well, there's a, a lot going on, ladies and gentlemen, with the Supreme Court and tech companies and uh, what we kind of stated prior, breaking it down in a couple of states. William Trackman, uh from the Mountain States Legal uh, Foundation, uh, nice enough to give us a couple of minutes and kind of lay it out for us. Uh, we saw the hearings uh, from uh, a couple of weeks ago, Zuckerberg and company, tech companies certainly uh, in the spotlight. Uh, As far as usage usage is concerned, Bill gives us a a couple of minutes here on a Tuesday. Uh, William, good to have you. Uh, And a very important discussion uh, happening right now within the confines of the big court. Give us a sense. Go ahead.
1: (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So yesterday the Supreme Court, the one in Washington, D.C., heard oral arguments. So they had the advocates come come to town and make their presentations in two different cases. One's a Florida statute and one's a Texas statute. And both statutes prevent social media companies like Facebook and YouTube and X from discriminating based on content. So, you know, a couple years ago we had all these social media companies taking down COVID-19 posts or posts about, you know, the election. And so Florida and Texas decided that, you know, Discrimination in content moderation is a big problem, and especially given how much power these social media companies have, they wanted to uh, regulate that. And so the the social media companies have sued over these laws uh, invoking the First Amendment right to free speech, and so they're challenging the cases in front of the Supreme Court, hoping to get these laws struck down.
0: So in essence, there's skepticism regarding these justices right now, Bill, about these laws especially when it comes to Texas and Florida, uh, that are designed to kind of stop these giants from uh, from maybe, uh, you know, a little bit of throttling maybe the word here, some of the conservative viewpoints <laughs> here. So I know there was a lot of struggles, the mindset and everything else, First Amendment questions here about whether these platforms should be treated, uh, you know, kind of like the common uh, carrier, so to speak, right?
1: Absolutely. So if you think about a telephone company, right, or an electric company, They don't get to content moderate who buys their services. You get them even if you're, uh, you know, a communist or an ultra-libertarian. You get to buy your power and buy your phone line, and the company that you buy it from doesn't get to say, well, these are offensive views, so I'm canceling your power. And so the Florida and Texas statutes take the same position with respect to, look, these are public squares. In modern day, if you want to communicate your message, you need one of these platforms And so these are the same thing as common carriers. One one dynamic, though, that was interesting is that the court has had so many good free speech cases lately that they kind of got thrown in the face of Florida and and Texas. So as one example, there was a case last year about a website designer who didn't want to serve same-sex couples uh, who wanted website uh, services for their weddings, and the court ruled in their favor. But now that case is coming back uh, to say, oh, look Look how broad free speech is, look how much uh, of a right people have not to um, say things that they don't want to say them. And so in many ways, it's the flip side of the free speech argument that's been happening over the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, and these laws in these states, uh, folks, they actually prohibit you know some of the online platforms from removing, even demoting some of the content that expresses viewpoints, certain viewpoints. But you know, and that's where I guess the struggles come in with these justices, Bill, because, you know, they've got to make some sort of a determination here uh, as far as an outcome, uh, whether to keep these laws on hold from a temporary standpoint and allow maybe, you know, some of the lower courts to kind of, you know, take the brunt of it as far as the, the ultimate decision making here, you know, the impact on a, on a, on a wide range of these sites. Uh, you know, maybe they're kind of, uh, you know, going to defer a little bit in that regard.
1: Well, that's a good take. You know, I'm, I'm worried about you taking my job as an attorney. I, I didn't <laughs> know you were so uh, so well versed. Uh, yes, absolutely. You're you're 100 right. So these cases are come up um, come up in what's called the preliminary injunction uh, stage. So really, this is a question about whether the courts have to halt these laws out of the gate, even while the litigation is pending. Now, of course, when you make, uh, you know, an initial decision that that sort of determines the path of what happens next. But absolutely, and if you you listen to the oral argument, you can see the divide between the more libertarian uh, take and the more conservative take. You actually have fairly conservative uh, oral advocates on behalf of the social media companies. So Paul Clement, who is the Solicitor General under President Bush, is the social media company's lawyer. Uh, and he's been there a hundred times, and knows how to appeal to these justices. Uh, and so this is a case where the fault line politically is a little bit hard to determine. Um, you know, I've seen libertarians say, why would we support regulation on social media? This could just as easily happen in a blue state, and it could go the other direction. And then I've seen conservatives say, look, if these companies are allowed to discriminate, you know, say goodbye to conservative viewpoints on social media platforms. You're never going to have uh, fair and equal uh, coverage of anything that's important, and so you're, you're just going to lose out. And so that fault line is actually very hard. You know, I'm not even sure I land fully on it, but um, the oil arguments yesterday really
0: illuminated this issue. And of course, you know this this all goes back to the days uh, Bill Trackman of the former president of the United States and Donald Trump. I mean, we all know what went on there, but they're rushing these states. You know, they're looking to get these laws in play here with regulation of these companies, you know, the policies and everything else after Trump was pretty much kicked off Facebook and X on Twitter back then, you know, following the January 6th riots. I mean, that that basically is kind of the crux uh, where it all got started, right?
1: Yeah, so you're absolutely right. President Trump was taken off of X, taken off of Facebook, taken off of a few other platforms. Uh, after, you know, the January 6th uh, stuff happened. And so the focus on social media has been really, uh, uh, you know, rising to the top in the last few years. And so when you can de-platform a presidential candidate, you know, yeah. imagine how much of an effect that has on the election. And so these social media companies um, have to answer for that, at least in some degree, and the <laughs> states, Florida, and Texas, are making them do that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Without question here. So we'll see what the next steps, and there's plenty of questions. Uh, You know, I mean, listen, this could actually uh, divert into other avenues, and I'm talking about some of these other e-commerce sites, you know, maybe Etsy, Uber, who knows, Uh, email, messaging services. I mean, this could have residual effects uh, as far as some of these other areas, I, I think without question they could be hit.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean imagine if, you know, I, I use Gmail by personal. Imagine if Gmail said, you know what, we'd rather not have conservatives use our, our platform. Yeah. It's just, you know, not not, not in our uh, company's interest. interests. And so I, you know, lose my Gmail and all the emails I've built up over the years. Um, or imagine, you know, someone has an Etsy account and Etsy says, you know, we're we're gonna de platform all the uh all the right-wing people on our platform, so say goodbye to your online store. There's a big reliance interest that's built up here because people have their social media accounts and their emails and their other platforms for years and years and years. And so once you de-platform someone, you really remove their ability to participate in the marketplace, either the real marketplace or the marketplace for ideas.
0: Listen, uh, I think it's a real hit as far as freedom of speech is concerned, without a question. You know, it's a little bit different, folks, than the the sense of, you know, some of the harmful effects of social media as far as uh, the kids are concerned, which I think, you know, absolutely have to be put in play. Uh, I mean, they have to be a little more responsible, a little more accountable. We're talking about freedom of speech here. And that is a real hit of what could take place here, without question. Uh, without question, and uh, and that's something that we have to kind of figure out of people having the right to speak in public forums, uh, and that is a big knock if it goes the other way, and that's something that we're going to watch very closely, Bill, and I believe the Supreme Court uh, is expected to rule on this matter, I'm thinking by the end of June, no, before the end of June?
1: Absolutely, by the end of June, and what's interesting is that you could of see the Supreme Court justices working their minds through the problems uh, Justice Thomas for instance who's a, a national treasurer asked is there really a First Amendment right to censor other people that's just a strange way of putting it um, but some of the justices uh, were very reluctant to bless the idea that states can regulate social media with the you know with this with this idea and the lawyer for the social media company said look if you do this, we're going to be just putting pictures of puppies up there from now on because we're not willing to uh, go through the you know the methods with our algorithm to make sure we're not discriminating. And so you're going to suffer, uh, or social media in general will suffer, if you are going to let these laws stand. So I thought it was an interesting dynamic, at least. Um, Not always persuasive, but uh, definitely
0: interesting. Yeah, listen, they're having trouble. You know, I I know I read from Gorsuch and Barrett, Gorsuch said something like separating the wheat from the shaft, something like that. Uh, SIPCO. And uh, Justice uh, uh, Amy Coney Barrett warned that the case is presented, you know, she called it kind of landmines uh, for her and her colleagues. And I think that kind of says it all, Bill. You know they are landmarks. You got to be very careful here because it's a very fine line you are walking, uh, without question. So that's going to be very interesting in the next couple of months. Final thought here, my friend.
1: Well, you're absolutely right. I mean, you can imagine Gavin Newsom trying to regulate Truth Social next year and relying on a Supreme Court precedent that says, "Oh, yeah, it's okay to, for a state to regulate social media." Uh, and then you've got this war of attrition between red states and blue states and. Red platforms and blue platforms. So there, there is uh, pitfalls. There are landmines everywhere. Um, It does seem, at least at bottom, that like these social media companies do have a tremendous amount of power over the public square. Whether it's President Trump or you know my grandma uh, who can't say what she wants to about COVID nineteen or the election. You know, there is something
0: there about how much power they have. Yeah, no, no question about it. Uh, And we'll see what happens over the next couple of months. But obviously, very important decision. Very important decision. That could come by way here. And we'll keep an eye on it. So will uh, William Trackman from the Mountain States Legal Foundation. Well done for laying it out. Bill, we look forward to the next time. Absolutely. Looking forward to it.